sometimes thoughts get transmitted through your genes. So they actually get transmitted from another generation. It's a process called epigenetics. I mean, how do you expect to be able to deal with, you know, at the time, shouting <laughs> in your face, screaming at you over a call, um, and you're sleep deprived, which means you're likely to make more mistakes. What up? What up? Dr. Daniel Lehman coming on. Hopefully I don't miss it where it says, can I join from Dr. Amen? Or then I'm going to be just speaking about his book, Change Your Brain Every Day. And it's going to be a a talk from me and you guys will probably be like, yeah, David, don't, uh, yeah, don't even, don't even try. Anyways, how's everybody doing? Give me some, uh, where are we all from? Where are we coming in from? Give me some cool, crazy cities, countries. I'm in California where it just, uh, happens to be like the coldest, rainiest. There's Doc Amen. I think if you, oh, and he knows how to do these IGs. Dr. Raymond, how are you doing, Hey, David. I'm doing great. Are you in California, you? Florida? Ooh, yeah. So you, you're smart. When it gets cold and rainy in L.A., you go to the other side of the country. Yeah. Thank yeah. Me too. I like it. Warm. Why pay taxes in California if it's going to rain? Okay. Dr. Raymond, excited to ask you some questions. We had a lot of write-ins over the past 24 hours. I'm sure we'll get some more popping up down in the chat. If you see any really good ones that you want to jump on, go ahead. This is all about you and what we can provide for the audience. So, yeah, there's no crazy structure to this. And just so everybody knows, on this Instagram Live, we're also going to make a podcast. So if you don't get the opportunity to listen here, you're going to be able to listen at some point. All right, got some questions. Here we go. Change your brain every day. Now, here's why I really love this, Doc. So, yeah, come on, baby. We got to get a painting of that. Can we? Can I get a painting that I can put up here behind me? So why I love this, as a, oh, as a, a mindset idea. mental coach, it's all about giving actionable tools things that people can really do and implement in their daily habits to change their life or, for your example, to change their brain. So are there any tools that you really think like, hey, this one, if I'm going to give you any tool to, well, let's say this, they're stuck in their situation and they want to be able to take that first step of action out, what, what tool would you give them to really hone in on? You know, the first thing I would ask people, and I often ask them, is to do an exercise with me oh, called like the one-page miracle. On one piece of paper, write down and tell yourself and tell me what do you want? Relationships, work, money, physical, emotional, spiritual health. What do you want? What do you want this week? What do you want this month? What do you want this year? What do you want five years from now? Even 50 years from now? Because 
it all comes down, I think, to these three words. Does it fit? Does my behavior today fit the goals I have for my life? And we live in a society that is killing us early, um, that makes us think marijuana is innocuous, alcohol is a health food, sugar is something we should celebrate with. So all these lies that basically suck the life out of our goals. So if you know what you want, and then you know, of course, it's your brain, the physical functioning of your brain that gets you what you want. It's the second thing. Yep. So the first one is, does it fit? The second practical intervention is, is this good for my brain or bad for it? And then you yeah. just have to know the list. And smart people, they do things that support the health of their brain rather than damage the health yeah, of totally. their brain. And one of the most impactful things that I've ever seen is when I came to your event in Los Angeles and you showed the scans of a brain using alcohol, drinking alcohol, just like one or two drinks compared to a brain not drinking alcohol. And once you see that, it changes your perspective on, hey, should I have a drink every night? So just the visual of seeing that was so impactful. But let's go into the, I've heard you say it before, the thoughts you have don't make you suffer. It's the thoughts you attach to. How do we disassociate our thoughts from what we attach to in order to understand those are just thoughts we do not have to allow those to control our narrative yeah thoughts come from all sorts of places uh, they may not even be yours i looked up some stats on this check this out this is incredible 31 percent of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin. 31, that's almost one third of people like, hey, you got clear skin, you're more confident. Get this, better looking people, meaning of just the term, the clear skin as we're putting that with, earn 12% more financially over their lifetime. 12% more, that, that literally could be millions of dollars. You are investing a lot into the lab, into the science, into yeah. the research. It is so far a no brainer why anybody would try would use anything else other than one skin? Like, is there any? Is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense? Like, I'm trying to, and I can't. I want to say, out of the kindness of your guys' heart, you are providing for our listeners a special pricing code, which will be in the show notes. So look in the show notes to try out one skin for yourself. Strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter. We want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're, oh. you know, are going to age tomorrow. Sometimes thoughts get transmitted through your genes. So they actually get transmitted from another generation. It's a process called epigenetics. Um, it's just fascinating study out of uh, Georgia where they made mice afraid of the scent of cherry blossoms. You know, they shocked them every time that scent was in the air. So it's called classical conditioning. Well, they discovered their babies were afraid of the scent of cherry blossoms. And their grandbabies 
babies were afraid of the scent of cherry blossoms. So sometimes your anxieties, your worries, your fears are not actually yours, that they belong to another generation. Thoughts come from the voices, uh, you know, from your mother or father, from the priest you grew up with, from your siblings, your friends, your foes, the news you watch or the music you listen to. And thoughts lie all the time. Um, and if you can just separate and watch the noise in your head without attaching to it, that is the beginning mm. of the end of suffering. Because suffering is when you get attached to an idea or a belief that might not be rational. So one of my favorite, so you're gonna do Scan My Brain, our series on Instagram coming up, pretty excited about that, you and Taylor. Um, one of our Scan My Brain people who I love so much is Alicia Newman. She's the Canadian Olympic pole vaulter, who I saw almost a couple of years ago now, she had a concussion and then got really depressed. And she had the idea in her head, I am a complete failure if I don't get a gold medal at the next Olympics. And I heard that and my eyes got really big and I'm like, that's an awful thought. And it's an awful goal. I mean, I want her to be there, but the fact that you're a failure if you don't get this one goal that has so many, you know, random things that could make it go wrong. That's just bad thinking. And so she and I have worked on correcting, directing her thoughts to help her rather than hurt her. And just a couple of weeks ago, she uh, became the world indoor pole vaulting champion for 2023 because she sees what she wants she's not punishing herself with what she has to have and you know one interesting thing i've seen is negativity drops brain activity negativity makes you less coordinated um if you think you're going to miss the free throw you mm -hmm. miss the free well yeah throw. and it's i think it is it, there's more it takes more brain energy synapses in the brain to actually deal with the negative stimuli the hundred million or 100 billion neurons going on in the brain than it does with the positive so essentially when you have the negative thoughts your brain is doing more work is that am i getting that right you know i i did a study and we looked at negative thoughts versus positive thoughts and negative thoughts tended to deactivate really important areas of the brain. Negative thoughts dropped frontal lobe activity. So that's your break, your brain's break that stops you from saying stupid things. It deactivated left temporal lobe activity and that's dark darkness. Uh, when I see damage there, often it goes with the dark thoughts, uh, sometimes aggressive thoughts. And then it dropped 
cerebellar activity. And why is that important? Well, the cerebellum has more than half the brain's neurons and it's involved in coordination, but also thought coordination, how quickly you can integrate new information. And you, you know, at Alicia Newman's level or at some of the NBA players level, most of what they're doing is not conscious. Most of what they're doing is subconscious. Yep. It's automatic, right? And negativity disrupts <laughs> flow. It, it disrupts. In fact, I was sitting with Chris Riley at uh, the Heat game earlier in the week, and they had a great first quarter. And then the second, the great first half. And then the second half, they just like, <laughs> We're terrible. And I'm like, talk to me about momentum. Because I think when things start going bad, you just start making hmm. more. So here's mistakes. an interesting question. And I have been talking to Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat friend, and some other coaches in professional sports of to understand this is how at halftime or how at some point a quarter of break are teams able to actually reset? It's like when you watch those games, I think there was an NFL playoff game. It was the Jaguars versus the Chargers, and they were down like 27-7. to 7. The quarterback was playing horrible, but then the second half, he was a completely different player. The Jaguars come back and win. What is, what is going on of, like, is there a way? And I, I'm asking this in a way of, like, Doc, I want to be able to teach this. I want to do a study on this. How do you help people in even, like, a short sense of, like, a two-minute reset? Or you're in an argument with your spouse. How do you stop, pause, reset, and be able to completely change the trajectory of what's about to happen? That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full, optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Elevate Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this, it places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's gonna help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Elevay Health, E-L-E-V-E health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be 
an absolute life changer for you. Well, when you're in an argument with your spouse, the most important yeah. thing is take a time out. Uh, I, I call it <laughs> bathroom technique. Uh, when you notice one or both of you are looping, go, I have to go to the bathroom. Because nobody yeah. argues yeah. with you. And if it's really a bad situation, just take a big book. Or I guess now you can take your iPad or your phone. And it's, it's that timeout. And you know in basketball, timeouts are so important. When you begin to see things going the wrong way, find a way to stop it and reset and visualize mm -hmm. what you want rather than what you don't want. Because at a very high level, yeah. everybody's got skill. And so what it ends up being mm -hmm. is mindset. Um, because they've already done the physical things to be right. And, uh, and then you also, yep. you know, one of the other things Alicia and I work on is no alcohol because alcohol um, dumps a good brain function. So no alcohol, the right diet, making sure your blood sugar is healthy when you're competing and um, really getting your brain as healthy as it can be so you can soar. And um, I was just talking to Miley Cyrus earlier today, and it's public. Uh -huh. I've been her doctor for 11 years, and getting rid of marijuana and alcohol was a massive part of her success. Uh, I went to her concert here in Miami, New Year's Eve, and she was spectacular. And, you know, and my, my question to her as part of the one page miracle is, do you want to do this and have fun for a season or do you want to do it for 30 years? And her godmother's Dolly yeah. Parton, who's done it for 50 years. And she goes, I want to do it like Dolly, mm. but Miley's way of doing it. Uh, and it's, it's part of why I wrote Change Your Brain Every Day. It's brain and mental health, like physical health, are daily yeah. practices. They are daily practices. And too often, after the game, you know, we have to wind down, <laughs> so we go have a big meal, and we have a lot of alcohol, and we don't get much sleep, and we take an early flight the next day. And it's everything that disrupts yeah. brain function. And But if you start planning, I, I don't know if I told you, but I was a consultant oh, wow. NBA referees for a year. And my, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you know Bob Delaney, but I love Bob. And he and I spoke together and he's like, hey, will you teach referees about brain health? And the first thing I noticed oh. is they're all sleep deprived. Oh. I mean, how do you expect to be able to deal with, you know, at the time, Shaq <laughs> in your face screaming at you over a call. Um, and you're sleep deprived, which means you're likely to make more mistakes. Yeah. And, um, is, yeah, that was Isn't really it interesting, fun. like, they 
expect that from refs, just like they expect doctors to work 18-hour shifts or multiple 24-hour shifts and expect them to be on the top of their game if they are extremely sleep-deprived. It's an interesting dynamic and narrative that the world has created and also have been saying, hey, if you sleep, like, you're slacking. No, if you sleep, you're smart, and you're going to be incredibly more efficient. It's, it's funny. Like, I also think, to, to your point, is it, it's really, really cool to see, like, hey, Miley Cyrus struggles. So everybody can see, like, these big stars who we think have it all together have these struggles. And I know you wrote a book in, in 19, I want to say 86 or 87, The Sabotage Factor. I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful because I think that the biggest thing that gets in people's way is themselves and we become our own self-sabotagers. Is there any, are there any tools to decomplicate the complicated? Because I feel like people make it way too, make life and decisions too stressful, too complicated. When at the end of the day, it's, if you get out of your own way, like not doing alcohol, not doing drugs, what you take out, you're probably going to be better off by just staying out of your own way. Yeah, no, I think no question. It starts with what do you want? And, you know, I've been a psychiatrist for 40 some years. And when I ask people that, most of them don't know. Most of them have never sat quietly and said, this is what I want in my relationships, for my work, for my money, for my physical, emotional, spiritual health. So I think it starts with clarity. Your brain is such a powerful machine, but you got to tell it what you want. You you got to visualize what you want. And then it's, so how do I get what I want? What are the tiny steps? And it's like, well, what's the next step? I want to go to medical school. Yeah. Well, what's the next step? Well, it's to find out the requirements and just find out the requirements and then the next step and then the next step. And and happiness is not graduating from medical school. Happiness is walking the path with clarity and love. And for some reason, you know, I'm getting into medical school. It's like, oh, well, then what are my alternatives? And people become hopeless when they run out of options. And, and why do it relationships, work, money, physical, emotional, spiritual health is because people get a, burned out when they're unbalanced, when it's too much about money or too much about work or too much about your body or too much about relationships. It's how do you stay Mm -hmm. balanced? And then the one thing I got to scan Tony Robbins and I love him. Um, His work is so powerful. Um, But, and we did a Facebook live on this. I'm like, you teach the software program of success do these things and you'll be more successful. But what if their hardware is not working right? What if they had a concussion? What if they had Lyme? What if they have post-COVID? What if they have um, a head injury? And the first foundational step to success after clarity is brain health. 
you got to know what you want. And if you, and you have to have a brain that will get you there. So supercharging your brain will make a huge positive difference. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it is the foundation of everything that we do is our brain. And like you brought to light when I heard you speak is it's the most overlooked organ that we have. It's the most sneaky organ that we have overlooked, but the most important. And it's kind of mind blowing that people don't scan it, that people don't take x-rays. They don't they don't see how the hardware is working because you can't implement iPhone next level software into a rotary phone. You just can't do it. Yeah. Someone's asking if we're in the mm -hmm. Bay. We have a clinic in Walnut Creek uh, outside of San Francisco. There's also a hater on. I think it's a bot <laughs> oh, because it shows up I wherever I am. So <laughs> I'm all like, look, if you're real, it's like, tell us you're real. Yeah. And repeat like six four three two one zero. Uh, yeah. uh, it's just for whatever I, you know, the bots. Uh, you know following. what, Dr. Raymond? I always, um, I always think it is a, it's like a an honor to be to have haters coming at because nobody's <laughs> hating on somebody that isn't doing something great, and the more haters that you have, that literally means you are doing great things because. I mean, people want to be able to bring other people down, and you, you, you can't please everybody. So, to any one of my, my NFL players, I did the big NFL study when the NFL was not really telling mm -hmm. the truth about traumatic brain injury in football. And I got some hate while they were in my office, and they go, Oh, they only try to tackle people with the ball. So, I love that. Someone asked about Tampa, Florida. We have a clinic in Hollywood, Florida, um, between um, Fort Lauderdale and Miami, um, which is just doing great. It's one of the reasons I'm here. Um, and we have a brand new clinic in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is awesome. Uh, and somebody's asked about the Mediterranean diet and wine. Um, so it's small amounts of wine, but the biggest blog I wrote last year is called I Told You So. The American Cancer Society came out against any alcohol because they found that any al alcohol increases the risk of seven different types of cancer. And so um, yeah. uh, I'm not a fan of alcohol, why would you drink a disinfectant? If you have a hundred trillion bugs in your gut. So if people go, ew, and it's like, no, it's not like that. They make neurotransmitters, they detoxify your body, they support your immune system, they digest your food. They're your fighting force. And what does alcohol kill? It's a disinfectant, it kills bugs which is also why you shouldn't just take antibiotics um, unless you know you really need them because antibiotics kill bugs. And did you know, David, that kids who had lots of ear infections who took a lot of antibiotics often have anxiety disorders as adults because it disrupted their microbiome. Oh, uh, totally. Doc, as we wrap this up here, I just want to just, I mean, celebrate you as 
like coming on here and I've done a lot of Instagram lives, but I haven't ever seen as many comments of just pure love. Thank you for what you do that, that I've seen just flowing through here. So that's a testament to you and being able to spend time with you in person to see how on you were for every individual there at the event and then provide a ton of value in the talk that you gave is a testament to what you do and to the mission that you're on. So I want to thank you for that and tell everybody listening, like it's a no brainer to get this book. If it gives, it has 366. I mean, you're even getting a bonus one for the years. It's not a leap year, but in those 366, there's going to be at least one that will help you. And if you walk away with one tip and change your brain every day, that's a win. So thank you for what you do, Doug. And I'm going to ask this last question. So I think it's a really important question in this day and age that we are in and just extreme uncertainty and change happening around every corner. What are your favorite tools that you would tell people to be able to combat anxiety and live in a much more peaceful, rhythmic, joyful life? So some anxiety is good. I think of anxiety like on a scale of zero to 100. And people who have low levels of anxiety, so think less than 10, um, die early from accidents and preventable illnesses. So I think, you know, I should be about 20. Where I have enough anxiety, it keeps me away from things that could potentially hurt me. So a little bit is good. Um, in fact, the number one trait that goes with longevity, health, and success is conscientiousness. That if you say you're going to show up, like you said you were going to show up, we're going to show up, we're both on time, we just live longer than anybody else. Uh, so I love that. But obviously, too much anxiety is trouble. My favorite tips, and it's like, here's four ways to break a panic attack. Mm -hmm. One, if you have a panic attack, don't leave. You stick it out. Because if you leave, the anxiety will now control you. Two, diaphragmatic breathing. So simple. So important. So diaphragmatic breathing just means that the energy of breathing mm. go lower in your body. And if you just do two or three times a day, four 15-second breaths. So it's a minute. So they're talking four yeah. minutes a day to manage your anxiety. 15 seconds, four seconds in, hold it for a second and a half, eight seconds out. So twice as long to breathe out as you breathe in, hold it for a second and a half, 15 seconds. Repeat that four times, do it three or four times throughout the day. It's just going to begin to lower your stress level. And then whenever you feel sad, mad, nervous, or out of control, write down what you're thinking. Just write it down and then go, yep. is it true? And, and then if you're still anxious, I love magnesium and theanine and ashwagandha and GABA as just simple supplements ah, that's to good. take the edge off. So good, Dr. Raymond, thank you. Change your brain every day. Get it now, today. And what we both know, too, is the ultimate stress reliever, God.
is Jesus. So I'm staying connected. Staying connected. Being in your purpose, in your power. And, you know, when I talked about killing the ants, the automatic negative thoughts, um, so many verses I like, but three quickly is John 8.32, know the truth. The truth will set you free. So when you have a thought, write it down and then just ask, is this true? Or Romans 12.2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you can test to see if it fits God's good, perfect, and pleasing will. So when you get a bad thought, um, it's like write it down and test the thought. Does this thought fit God's good, perfect, and pleasing will for your life? And most of the time, True. stressful thoughts do not. Or, you know, the best psychotherapy verse in the New Testament is Philippians 4a, think on whatever is true, right, good, lovely, worthy of praise. Let your mind dwell on these things. And it's discipline. You have to discipline your mind. And discipline does not mean beat right. up. It means train. Discipline. Train your mind to look for what's right rather than what's wrong. And that puts you close Man, to the center that, of God's that was will the best. That was beautiful, Doc. Thank you so much for your time and all that you talked. Okay. Bye. Thank you. I'll see you soon.